This is some like Madison Avenue level stuff. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome back to episode number 33 of Perpetual Traffic. And on today's episode, it's actually just going to be Molly and myself. This is Keith Krantz. And uh, we are missing Ralph today. Darn it. So sad. I know, I know. We were texting back and forth and back and forth trying to figure out when we could record. And it's the week following traffic and conversion. And we've all been busy. And Ralph's uh, actually skiing with the kiddos today. He's got a ski trip. So he's having a good time. And I'm actually still in San Diego. I I spent an extra week. I flew my mom and my seven-year-old son, Kyler, uh, down into San Diego. And we've been here all week. So it's been a killer week because it's, it's midwinter break. And just telling Molly that we just had our third surf lesson today, um, right before this call, I came straight here to record. So it was pretty cool. I got a GoPro and uh, he, he's loving it. So um, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I love it down here. So I, I, I kind of want to move down here. So we'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. Anyway, so let's get right into it. So Molly, first of all, holy moly, what an event you guys put on. Just in case you weren't able to attend the event, you know, it was an amazing event. They recorded all the sessions, but the crazy thing was, is it seemed like it just went so smooth. Yeah, I think it was the best one yet. We'll link up some wrap up videos in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. But definitely proud of of the way that that Traffic and Conversion Summit went this year. Yeah, it was just some crazy, crazy, amazing content. Some of the stuff was just so killer. And I can't wait to get to the recordings. Like I was having my team watch it on live stream, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh-huh. it was pretty cool. And then and then uh, Damon John from Shark Tank flew in to surprise Ryan and like t- even tweeted it out. Yeah, uh, so cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. So today Molly is going to be talking about something really cool. And she did a talk on this in Traffic and Conversion. And it was, uh, I think, one of the favorite presentations there. And I'm going to let Molly get right into it because basically where, where I'm at on today's show is I'm going to be the student. So Molly's going to be the teacher and I'm going to be the student, and and she's going to be walking you through a thing that she calls the ad grid that she recently created, and and it's really how to 20 times your ad production and success rate, basically how to build traffic campaigns that convert higher and scale faster. And the crazy thing is, is the collateral benefits they've realized is it's a great way to use to train your team members on how to really strategically create successful campaigns. So. Molly, if you can maybe just dig in of what it is and why you came up with it. Yeah, Keith's going to play student. So any questions you have, Keith, definitely make this conversational. Happy to hop right in. Again, if you go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, you can actually download the slides that I'm working off of and that I used at Traffic and Conversion Summit so that you can get a visual for the ad grid because it is you know, a tangible document that you can use. And the ad grid came about just kind of the story behind it. Russ Henneberry, our our editorial director, and I were talking and I said, Russ, what am I going to say at Traffic and Conversion Summit? This traffic system that we teach and that we've created and that we've covered on Perpetual Traffic and at Digital Marketer, it's not really changing. I want to talk about something new. And it was actually Russ's perspective uh, that really started this conversation. And honestly, if, if there's anything you've ever listened to me talk about, I think this is the most important. I'm so excited about this grid because I think it, it can help any business running traffic on any platform. It can help you scale your team. It can help you create successful campaigns. There are so many benefits. So really back to Russ, he said, Molly, the biggest evolution that I've seen with what you're doing in terms of traffic, he said, you've gone from creating ads to creating actual ad campaigns. This is some like Madison Avenue level stuff, right? (laughs) We didn't Uh, use the word stuff, I have a feeling. Yeah, (laughs) I censored that. Um, But it it was funny how the conversation started. And he said, you know, you've really changed the way that you create our campaigns. There's so much more strategy behind it. And we're able to reach broader markets and to really run successful and more scalable campaigns because of this thought process. And he said, you got to document this process. 
So if you look at the slides, you actually see the first iteration of this ad grid was on a whiteboard in the office and, and it looks different now. And we've added seven steps to it. So it's not just this grid. It's also a seven step system that I'm going to cover with you guys. But the premise is, you know, this came out of what we had learned. And, you know, at Digital Marketer, we systemize what we learn. And again, I'm, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Yeah, so, so just to, to really hop into it, you know, I said it's time for everyone to stop creating ads. And I don't mean, you know, quit running traffic, but what I see and, and what I started doing when, when I first started running traffic uh, for the first year or even two years, I was creating these, you know, one-off, uh, I call them like one-hit wonder ads, right? So I'd set up this campaign and a, a Facebook or Twitter or Google and specifically on Facebook is where I saw this as the biggest issue. But I would set up these ads and it would have, you know, maybe a couple copy variations, a couple images, a couple different targeting groups. And I would just run these one hit wonder campaigns and they would generate a bunch of leads and sales and it worked for the business, but it wasn't scalable. These one hit wonder campaigns, they weren't scalable they didn't reflect the customer journey either. Yep. We weren't, it wasn't a reflection of the relationship that we talk about building on this podcast, right, Keith? The, yep. you know, hey, this is my brand, my company. This is what we have to offer all the way to that person maybe being one of your best customers. So these campaigns weren't an actual reflection of that journey. They had low relevance and quality scores, but really there wasn't, a market and message match. And what I mean by that is that I would set up one of these campaigns and think, okay, you know, we have one avatar, we have one hook, you know, one message that we're going to use to really sell this thing. And that's all we need. And it's just not the case. When you're running traffic, you really have to set that strategy beforehand. And by strategy, I mean, thinking about who are the different avatars, the different people that would be interested in this particular thing? And what are the different hooks that I want to test to see what really uh, resonates with an audience? And not only what message resonates with an audience, but which audiences are actually interested and sort of which message is pairing with which audience the best because you're going to speak to people differently, right? And the more segmented you can get, the better. You wouldn't speak in the same way to your mom that you speak to your boss or your girlfriend, I hope, right? <laughs> so think about it that way. If you were trying to sell something like, you know, Keith, you were just talking about moving to San Diego. Well, if you explained it to your mom, you would speak in a different way and you would highlight different benefits of why you should move to San Diego. Well, if you're speaking to a significant other, um, the benefits would be different and your messaging would be different, right? Exactly. And, and to my son, it would be different too. Yeah, all three people. When you explain it to Kyler, it's going to be way different messaging and, and a way different tone. So that's what I mean by creating these campaigns. It's the same offer, right? It's the same offer maybe. In some exactly. cases it might not be, but it's the same, you know, it's the right. same product. Yes. It's looking at one offer and just thinking about who are the people that would be interested and what are the messages that we can use to resonate with the audience? So this grid is an actual way to plan the marketing strategy because we always say this, you can have an awesome product, you can have awesome targeting, copy, creatives, but if your marketing strategy isn't there, like that pesky marketing thing, if you don't position it correctly, it's going to fail. So that's the premise behind the ad grid. And like I said, you know, a seven step process also comes along with this grid. And that's what we're going to use to explain this. And if you don't see a benefit from the grid, I think you'll see a benefit in this. Think about it this way, right? If you set up a bunch of ads, about 80% of those are going to fail. And if you're using the same messaging, same target audience for all of them, well, you're kind of only giving yourself, you know, one swing at the plate to hit a home run. 
So think about the ad grid not only as a way to set good strategy, but also as a way for you to create campaigns where you're giving yourself a lot of different chances to succeed. And this is going to allow you to really 20x your success rate because you started with this grid and you planned. So really, really excited to hop in. Um, You ready to go, Keith? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get right into it. Let's do it. Okay, awesome. So if if you download the the slides from the show notes and you go to the twenty seventh slide, you'll actually see the first image, the first really documentation of the ad grid. And so you'll notice on the x axis at the top we have avatars, and on the y axis we have hooks. And we just talked a little bit about this and I'll explain more sort of what those mean. I'm going to jump in for a second. And and if you're just in case you're not able to download this. So to visualize this, it's like a mini Excel sheet and it's got five horizontal rows. Okay. And then four vertical columns. So the columns are A, B, C, D. So those are up and down. And then you've got the five rows and the five rows are hooks. Okay. And then the top is is avatar. So you've got A, B, C, D avatar. So just picture, you know, yeah. the top left of an Excel spreadsheet, the first four kind of columns and then the first five rows. That's what we've got. And I'm going to use an example throughout this episode to really help you understand how to apply this. The reason you would use the ad grid is really, like I said, to plan out a new campaign. So we're going to use one of our lead magnets as an example. The 10-minute social media audit is a new lead magnet for digital marketer. And basically what you can do is take this template, take this audit, and go to a social media profile. And based off of certain parameters, you can actually get a grade. So it, it only takes 10 minutes. It's a template. And we're using this audit as a lead magnet to generate leads for the business. And once you complete and fill out the audit, you actually have a grade on a social media profile. Love that lead magnet, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's difficult to analyze, you know, how is our social media doing? Uh, it's doing good. It, it's hard to give a, a grade to a, a social media presence. So that's why we wanted to do this. So I'm going to use that as an example throughout the ad grid. But when you're creating an ad grid, it could be around a blog post. It could be around a product, any sort of offer. But it's really just looking at something that you have in your business that you want to promote and using the ad grid to really establish the strategy. Step one is to identify your avatars for the specific offer. And so like he said, at the top, the the y-axis, you know, we have A, B, C, D columns. So, you know, hopefully you can come up with four different avatars that would really resonate with this offer. And that's the first thing that we do when we start filling out this ad grid. So I get deliverables from the content team, pieces of content, lead magnets. And this is the first thing that I do before we set up any traffic to this specific offer. Right, Keith? Yep. So we have four columns on the ad grid. You might only have two avatars. You might have 10. Don't limit yourself to the number of avatars or hooks that we're using. It's a thought process. What's really important with this first step, identifying your avatars, these aren't necessarily avatars that you might have for your business as a whole. So at Digital Marketer, we talk to agency owners. We talk to C-level executives at companies. We have all of these broad avatars for our business, but with traffic, it's really important to get more specific than that. We need to look at avatars for this specific offer. So step one, identify your avatars. And going back to the 10-minute social media audit, I sat down and I said, who are the people that would be interested in downloading this lead magnet? So the four avatars that we came up with were a social media manager. That's a given. They're the ones that are in the trenches actually doing this stuff. They're probably going to be interested in anything social media related. That was our A avatar. The second 
is the boss, right? So the boss of the social media manager, that's our second avatar. So this might be, you know, a CEO, a CMO, a digital marketing manager, whoever the boss of that social media manager could be. Again, that depends on the size of the business and the situation, but just thinking about that person as a whole nother avatar, the person who the social media manager reports to, who is really responsible for monitoring that person's success. So that is avatar B. So avatar C is an agency owner and specifically a social media agency owner. So someone that does this stuff for others as a service-based business. Another great avatar, someone that would be interested in this audit. And then the fourth avatar was a solopreneur. So someone that does all of this on their own, they probably have an online business, maybe a brick and mortar business, but they're doing all this on their own. They understand the importance of social media and they just want to be able to really track their performance essentially. So those were the four avatars that we came up with for this specific ad grid. Again, sit back, spend a lot of time on this. Who are the particular avatars that would be interested in your offer? Not your broad business avatars, but A, B, C, D. Who are four people that you could speak to differently about this particular offer? So step one is just identify your avatars. Fill out this grid. Put at least two avatars down for this particular offer. Step two moves towards the Y axis. So these are going to be your hooks. Very, very, very important. Hooks are, you know, the marketing message. What's cool about this offer? What are different angles that you can take to get someone interested in this? This is, you know, the the marketing part, the, the really important part of setting up a campaign and something that people overlook because they think, oh, I created this cool thing. I'm so close to it. I know it so well. Everyone's going to love it. But no, you have to sell it. You have to write some pretty badass copy or shoot some really great videos with good sales copy to really hook these people. Why should they use this audit? And that is really what the Y axis is all about. And you're probably thinking, of course, Molly and Keith, you guys are good at creating hooks, you're marketers. It's definitely something you have to practice. But I can give you six sort of ideas that you can use for these hooks. And Ryan always teaches these. And the first is have. So what are they going to have after they take whatever action you're asking them to take that they didn't have before? A before and after sort of thing. Um, Before I didn't have the social media audit and now I do, right? Now I have a way to grade my social media presence or I have this template, right? It's a tangible thing. Another hook is feel. So how is this going to make them feel differently, right? So that's more of an emotional play. Another hook that you can use is, you know, sort of an average day kind of thing, right? So how is this person's day-to-day life going to be made easier or better because of this particular offer? Before you had this razor, it took you 10 minutes to shave your face, Keith. And now that you have this razor, it only takes you one minute, right? So you're saving time in your day. Your, your average day is better because of this particular product, right? Yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Just might have cuts all over my face, but I save nine minutes a day. Exactly. Yeah. Another hook is status, right? People love to think about how something can help them become a better person or become something different, right? A big reason the certifications have done so well for digital marketers is because people can say, I am a certified content marketing specialist, right? Their status has increased because of this particular product. You know, even if it's like, because I did this, I'm a badass, right? Or I'm a whatever, X, Y, Z. How are you really upping their status? That's a great hook. Another is proof and results, which is simple. Social proof. 10,000 people did this and their results were X, Y, and Z, right? You see this hook used in marketing a lot. Another great hook. And then the last is speed and automation. 
So how can you make something really quick for someone or automate the process? So another great hook. So I just wanted to share those six hooks so that you don't feel like, you know, you're left to do the whole marketing hook thing by yourself. Right, Keith? Right. So just just kind of six ideas for you to think about for your specific offer. Again, you don't have to use them all. And all of the hooks that we're going to fill in on this grid, a few of them might be the same one. You could use the feeling one a few times if there's a different angle. So don't feel like pigeonholed by these hooks. They're just ideas to help you get started. Well, I think getting the first four, the avatars, that alone is going to help you create more hooks. So even if you have like totally just one for each different avatar, that alone yes. is going to just help you. And Keith, that's why step one is the avatar, because the avatar will help your mind start to really process and think about this offer and the hooks will follow right along. So I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to share the hooks that we use for the 10 minute social media audit. And a lot of them did come from the avatar. So that's a great point. So just a step back, you have the ad grid, you've filled in your avatars, and now you're filling in hooks on the Y axis. This is step two. Again, we have five hooks on the ad grid. Don't feel restrained by those five hooks. Come up with as many that make sense. So for example, for the 10-minute social media audit, the hooks that we used, the first one was pretty simple. It only takes 10 minutes, so speed, and then some results. Use this audit. It's only 10 minutes, and you're going to get more engagement, traffic, and followers from social media. Pretty simple. There's speed, and there's a benefit there. So that's a hook that we knew we were going to roll with. Before the ad grid, that would have been the only hook that I used in this entire campaign. So I would have gone and talked to different avatars with this same, hey, 10 minutes and you get more engagement, traffic and followers. Well, not everyone is going to resonate with that hook. So that's why we created five. So the second is the get a grade. Everyone loves to take quizzes. Everyone loves to get grades. They love self-evaluation. Getting a grade is a great hook for this campaign, right? And really what makes the lead magnet so appealing. So our second hook was simply get a grade. The third hook, create a report. So again, just another way to look at this. And I'm sure that was like inspired from the agency, agency. owner or the boss, right? Or agency exactly. Owner probably. Yeah. And you'll <laughs> see as we roll through the grid how, why this matters. But creating a report, that's a great hook. It's something tangible. Like you're downloading something that you can use as a report. This is a document. So that was our third hook. Our fourth hook was grade your competition. So this isn't just about self-reflection. You could go out there and actually grade your competition. Everyone likes to spy and see how they stack up against their competitors, right? So again, an, just another hook. And then the last hook was a little broader. We call it know your goals. So it's it speaks more to... You can use this audit to make sure that you are meeting whatever goals that you have set for your social media presence. So this audit will aid in, in reaching your business goals. And, you know, of course, that appeals more to the solopreneur, solopreneur yeah. right? <laughs> so you see how these hooks are aligning with the avatars. And if you're looking at the ad grid now or picturing it, Imagine on the x-axis at the top, we have social media manager, the boss, agency owner, and solopreneur. And then, you know, on the y-axis for our hooks, I just wrote in, you know, 10 minutes, get a grade, create a report, grade your competition, and know your goals. So now we have the avatars and the hooks filled out for this grid. And this doesn't take 10 minutes, guys, right? Like this is called strategy. But this is a document you can use so that you are filling in the blanks while you're creating the strategy. This is a system to actually make sure you're creating a robust enough strategy to make sure this offer gets the chance to succeed. Because you never really know who's going to respond uh, to an offer and you never really know what message they're going to respond to. So 
Step one, avatar. Step two, hooks. Now we're going to roll into step three, right? And before that we do that, can we also just in the show notes, I'm sure people are wanting to check out this lead magnet just be out of curiosity. So can we link oh, to totally. this lead magnet as well? Absolutely. The lead magnet will be there too. So step three, Keith. Step three is to create your segmented messaging variations, right? So basically, this is writing copy. So this is going to go back to whatever ad platforms you're using for this offer. There are a lot of variables here, but the key is that for step three, you're sitting down and you're writing the copy using this ad grid. And like I said before, I would have just taken that 10-minute social media hook, written a few different copy variations around it, said, hey, we're ready to go, let's test it. Well, if you use the ad grid, you're actually, in this example, you're going to write 20 different copy variations. Totally necessary, totally worth it. And this is where the grid really comes into play. And if you're looking at the slides right now, or you're picturing it in your head, I have uh, red dots in all of the empty boxes right now because we filled out, you know, the the top row and the the first column. Well, the rest of these boxes are empty. So this is where you're going to write your copy inside of these boxes, right? And again, don't worry about the actual boxes. It's, it's the concept. So you're going to sit down and you're going to write copy for each box. So what's important is that the grid is going to make sure that you're writing segmented copy that speaks to the hook and to a particular avatar. So if we're looking at the grid right now and, and we're looking at the get a grade hook, well, when I go to write copy for the box that intersects with the social media manager avatar, that copy is going to be very different. Hey, do you want to be able to actually grade your work? Do you want to be able to grade your work, track it over time, and go to your boss and say, hey, I deserve a raise. I'm doing a good job. So that get a grade copy is going to speak to the social media manager very different than the get a grade copy will speak to the boss. So if I move over to the next box and I start writing the copy to the boss, I'm going to say, hey, do you want a way to grade your social media manager? Do you even know if they're doing a good job? Right. Mm -hmm. yep. So same hook talking to the grade, but the boss has a very different reason for wanting the grade. Right. Exactly. So writing the copy, speaking, you know, to the intersection of the hook and the avatar for all of these boxes. If we moved over to the next box, why would an agency owner want to get a grade? Hey, agency owner, don't you want to be able to actually grade potential clients and say, hey, you got a C on this or a 70%. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to make your social media successful. You should hire us. That's a very different position than why the social media manager would want the grade. <laughs> exactly. Same thing with the report. Well, the social media manager would want the report to turn into the boss. Well, the boss would want the report to say, hey, social media manager, I want you to send this report to me once a week, every Friday, so I can track your progress. Well, the agency owner would see the report as an actual document that they could use to turn into clients and say, hey, here's your grade. Here's how I graded you. Don't you want to hire me? The solopreneur would look at the document, the creator report hook and say, oh, wow, this is a, a report and a system I can implement in my business for tracking. So I'm not going to go through all 20 pieces of copy that we wrote for this grid. But the point here is that instead of just writing two or three ad copy variations of the same hook to the same avatar, you're going in in step three and you're writing copy that speaks to a specific hook and a specific avatar. So now if you have, you know, four avatars and five hooks, you have 20 different specific copy variations that you can use to speak to these particular avatars about a particular hook.
But I'm really excited to implement this. And I can just see so many ways just using it within our own campaigns, but also uh, with clients. So if you have clients, absolutely, giving this to your clients ahead of time so they're working on it so it makes your job easier. Absolutely. If you gave this grid to your clients and said, hey, just what do you think a few avatars are for this product? And sort of what are some marketing messages that have worked? Now you guys have what you need to flesh out the rest of it, right? Same thing with the team. I'm able to sit down and set the avatar strategy, the hook strategy, hand this over to copywriters and designers. And and we'll go into that as we, we go through these steps. But step three is very important. And it's all about writing that segmented copy. Now you've filled out your ad grid. You have your avatars, you have your hooks, you have your copy. Now what? And step four is avatar research. If you go back to episode 30, we talked in depth about how to do research and and figure out targeting for specific avatars. And that's really what step four is all about. So step four is avatar research. So you're going back to the ad grid and you're looking at each column, right? So you're looking at each avatar and you're doing specific research for each avatar. This isn't taking an offer and doing, you know, one set of avatar research. You're researching these specific avatars to figure out where they're hanging out so that you can reach them, right? This is all about segmentation. So the copy's written. Step four, go in and do research on each column, on each avatar. So for example, for the social media manager avatar, I went into Google, I typed in top social media conferences, top social media books, top social media tools, top social media schools or courses, top social media blogs, top social media magazines. Where would a social media manager go to learn about social media and what tools do they use? So it's very, very, very important to do research for each avatar specifically, of course there will be overlap, right? And that's okay. But it's all about the mindset and making sure you're doing the the specific research. So, you know, you have the avatars, the hooks, your copies written out. And now in step four, you're going to do the specific research for each column. And that'll probably happen in another document or on a piece of paper. But it's more about thinking about the grid in terms of, okay, I filled it out. Now I'm going to go do my research for each column. And if you're starting to look at this, Keith, you know, we just finished step four and you have an offer, you have your copy written, and now you have all of your targeting set up, right? Yep. So you could see where you could say, okay, um, here are the hooks, here are the avatars, you go write copy over here. You go do the targeting research, right? Like I know in your agency, you have a guy whose sole job is to do uh, targeting research, which is awesome. Yep. Even if you're a solopreneur that does all of this, follow this system, but think about um, how the steps are really playing off of one another. What happens when you do this planning is, is something happens when you finish it. You all of a sudden, you feel like there was a weight that was lifted off your shoulder. And, and I've done planning similar to this in a different way when we built our kind of user experience design, different types of ads for different types of, you know, how warm and cold people are. And what happens is, is you feel like, wow, okay, it, 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 yeah, when we're talking about this and Molly talks about all these different types of ad copy that you can create, it feels a little overwhelming. But if you sit there and you go spend a few hours doing this and then you finish it, what happens is it makes the campaign creation feel so much less overwhelming. You're like, crap, I already got the hard work done. Yes, you see it. It's a package, right? Like, yep. you know, the ins and outs. You're not just throwing stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. It allows you to not only outsource or send to a team, but even if you're the person, if I sat down and did this entire process myself, I would still do it this way because it allows you to see it from start to finish. And it's, it's allowing for strategy and structure and, and success. So, you know, step four, really do that target research and make sure you do specific research for each column. Step five is to create or outsource your ad creative. So if you're on a platform like Facebook or Twitter display where you need actual images, this is where those creatives are going to come into play. 
again, this will work whether you make the images, you outsource them. And I actually, to test this system for this particular offer, the 10-minute social media audit, I outsourced these images to a company called Design Pickle, and we'll link to them in the show notes. But basically, you can pay them a monthly fee and they will produce unlimited creatives for you. This is the Hmm. first time we had ever worked with them ever. And because I was so specific in what I wanted, because I had this grid, they sent back some killer images, right? Which is awesome. So step five is all about the ad creatives. And all you have to do is take your hooks. So we had five and have an image, at least one image created for each hook. So sit back and think about how can I have an image created that's obviously visually appealing and something people will want to click on that speaks to this particular hook? Because no matter who you're talking to with the avatar, the copy's going to do the work to call them out, right? The copy's the, the side that's like, hey, you're a social media manager. Do you want this? The image can speak more to the hook, right? So five hooks, we had five images created. And it's totally fine to have a few variations created for each hook if you really want to, you know, test creatives. But, you know, bare bones, basic, you just need an image for each hook. So my process when I have our creatives produced, whether I'm working in-house with our designers or outsourcing, I basically go through and I look through each hook and I start to Google search words in that hook. And then I'll go to the images tab and see which images are showing for those keywords because those are the images that Google has uh, dubbed as the most related to that term, right? So other people have already done the work to say, hey, this image really portrays this word. Right. And I'm not saying to go uh, rip things off of Google. I take all kinds of screenshots and then send them in a document, which you'll, if you have the slides, you'll actually see a screenshot of the document I sent to Design Pickle. If you have screenshots of images or even hand-drawn ideas that you have, as long as you can explain it, that gives the designer enough to work with. So I simply number the hooks one through five, and I sent a document and I said, hey, these numbers aren't going to make sense to you. Just make sure you send them back um, numbered correctly so that my team knows which images go with which hooks, right? Really simple. So image number one for the 10-minute social media audit. We simply had a timer, a clock in the middle of the image that says 10 minutes. And then we have spokes coming off of the clock with different social media uh, platform uh, logos. So we're speaking to the, the 10 minute and we're speaking to the social media side of that hook. Really, really, really simple. The next was the get a grade hook. Well, that image simply had a report card coming out of an envelope and it says social media, A+, right? So speaking to that, get a grade. For the creator report hook, we simply have a report that has social media, A+, pretty much the same thing from the previous image, but it's one person handing it to another, right? So it's showing like this is a report, this is a document. Very, very, very simple. For the grade your competition hook, I got a little creative here, um, but I had them put how do you stack up um, as a copy on the image. It, it was one of two images that, that had copy, and that's totally up to you. But we have different stacks of pancakes at different levels. And that was kind of more of a funny play on the how do you stack up. But it's speaking to how do you stack up against your competition, right? You can see our play on words and how much time we put in to making sure the ad images reflect the marketing message. The last one, the what are your social media goals hook, that one simply has a guy climbing a mountain and planting a flag, right? So it's speaking more to goals and a broader business mindset. So that's step five, outsource or create ads, one for each hook that you've placed there on the y-axis. And after step five, now you have your avatars, you have your hooks, all of your copies created, 
all of your targeting <laughs> is ready and you have your images. You literally have an entire package after step five. You have an entire ad campaign, right? Which is so exciting. This is awesome. This is so cool. And now you can just like hand it over to somebody that integrates it or maybe it's yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you're in a situation where two images or one images or two or three work with few of them. Maybe in your case, you don't have to create uh, five different images. And in best case scenario, you would start out with five, but sometimes it's okay. If one image totally makes sense for, for both avatars and hooks, then use it. Don't try to use something different. Yeah. Don't force anything to fit in this grid. But use the grid conceptually to create your campaigns. So, you know, after step five, you, you have this entire package. Uh, so now it's time to set the campaign up. So whether that's you, whether you have five people doing it, whether it's an agency, however that works for you, um, totally your business. Um, but you have this package and it's time to set up the campaign and actually see how it performs. And that really leads us to, to step six, which is running the campaign and compiling your results. So we're going back to the ad grid, which is really exciting. So you run traffic to this campaign for a week or two weeks, and now you have data. So it's really important to pick a specific metric that's going to reflect success for this campaign. Maybe it's cost per click. Maybe it's cost per lead, cost per acquisition. Maybe it's revenue numbers. You're looking at return on investment. That's up to you. Pick a metric that best reflects success and failure for a campaign. And we're going to go back to the ad grid and, and using a, a clean ad grid. So we're not using the ad grid where we actually typed all the copy in, but we're back to a clean ad grid where we have all of the hooks on the side and um, all of the avatars at the top. And now you're going to go back in and fill for each cell, like you filled in the copy, go back in and fill in your results. So say you're looking at cost per lead. We'll go in and fill in the cost per lead for each of these cells. So what was the cost per lead when you talked to social media managers about, you know, using the 10 minute hook? So you're going back in and you're filling in all of these results. And what this allows you to do is really get a high level view of what's working and what's not working. So this is a place to come back and say, okay, here was my plan. Here was my strategy. Now, how are each of these intersections actually performing? This is, this is my favorite part. You can go in and say uh, the cost per lead using the create a report hook to social media managers Wow, it's double the get a grade hook, right? Social media managers are really digging the get a grade hook. But heck, the creator report hook, wow, the cost per lead to agency owners is half the cost, right? It's allowing you to look at this system that you've already built and reflect and really pair your plan to the results, overlay what you planned and how it performed. So that's really step six running the traffic, and then compiling the results back in the grid. And that leads us to step seven, which is scale. So this is going to give you insight that I cannot tell you how important this, this insight is. Because now you can see for scale, not just which campaigns you need to increase the budget for. Scale is so much more than increasing the budget. This is going to show you which hooks should we use in this campaign moving forward to which avatars. But not only that, it's going to show you which avatars are really responding to this offer and not only the messaging you should use to speak to them, but also thinking about where else can I scale to find more of this avatar. So if I know that the creator report is working really well to the agency owner, well now I'll go out to other traffic platforms or if I'm in Facebook, I'm gonna create more ad sets with new targeting options to reach agency owners. And I'll know which hook to use for scale and I'll know 
that I just need to find more of this person. And maybe everything worked and maybe you're scaling everything. Maybe only, you know, a few boxes worked. Like I said, about 10 to 20% of the boxes are actually going to return numbers that you're probably happy with. But really what the grid is giving you is insight into where scale should happen, not just from a budget standpoint, but what messaging you should use, what avatars you should really focus on, and and what are other places you can scale to find that avatar? Where else are they hanging out online? Perfect example of this is we recently ran a campaign where my ads manager was looking at it and found that females were converting at three times higher the cost than males. So they were costing us, you know, the, the cost per lead and the cost per checkout was about three times more for, for women for this particular ad campaign. And so initial, a lot, a lot of times the initial thoughts is, well, let's, let's, you know, let's pause the females and focus on the males and scale out those, you know? And however, I, I looked at that and I looked at the ad for that campaign and, and the initial ad for that campaign was very male type of language. It was statistics. It was kind of proof and, and number, a lot of numbers and stuff. And in general, okay, in general, women are a little bit more, uh, more emotion, more, more feely, right? They want something more kind of touchy feely and, and more heart centered. That, that's not all women are like that. A lot of women, we have women on our team that are just are super numbers oriented. Um, but in, in general, if you look at the easy 80 20 principle, I, I looked at it and I said, Hey, we just need to create a message. So we go back up to the ad grid. Basically what I would do in this case, I don't know what, but would I create another column maybe? And it would be maybe not another column and just say men, women, or, or maybe like a sub thing. Just think about that because I want to create now a more of a message message that's more women specific. And then now we can run those same target audiences, but have women and, but it's a completely different message. And Keith, that's such a good example because what he just said, you know, from the most basic level of men versus women as an avatar, just looking at two different groups of people and the way they're responding to different messaging that's the key to all of this, right? And Keith, that's so awesome. It doesn't mean women aren't great for me to target because I know they've been great for me in the past, but maybe this was my first campaign ever. And so a lot of people might look at that and say, hey, that's a bad audience, right? Or in your case, Absolutely. you know, the agency owner, they're not a good audience, but it's because right. you didn't create the specific hook around that. Exactly. So you found a whole new demographic that you didn't think would work before just because you spoke to them differently. And then after you had the data, you were able to reflect and say, wow, now we know to scale to women using this message. And that's really the key to, to the ad grid. And, you know, the seven steps, just to recap, first, you're going to identify your avatars. Second, identify your hooks. Third, write your segmented copy. Fourth, do research on each avatar, each column. Fifth, create or outsource your ad creatives and, you know, just have at least one created for each hook. Six is to actually launch the campaign and then compile your results back onto the ad grid, looking at whatever metric is most important to you. And then step seven is to scale based off of what you found within the grid. So really simple, but I think it's something that anyone can use uh, that's creating a marketing campaign, a traffic campaign. It's not great just because it's giving us systems, right? That you can use to outsource and a process that you can use to create better campaigns. It's actually giving you a higher chance at success. So if we go back to the grid and I, I told you, you know, before I would have just written copy to the social media manager about the 10 minute hook and we would have sort of had one piece, one cell of the inside of the grid filled out. Well, now we have 20. We're giving ourselves 20 more chances to succeed. So it's not only important from a structure and strategy and process side, it's also important for the overall success of your campaigns. So yeah, guys, feel free to to download this, use this. I'd love to see your ad grids. If you're a member of Digital Marketer Lab and you're inside of our Engage group or you're inside of Keith and Ralph's Facebook Ads University, 
Uh, take a screenshot of your ad grid, post it. I would love to see how other people are using this. It can work literally in any business because it's marketing, right? I love and it. And it's just all about the the message, all about the avatar and really setting yourself up for success. Yeah, I love it. We're going to be putting this into use right away. Uh, we're working on it internally as, and along with, with, with other clients too. So hopefully you do. And hopefully this is a, this is a session that you're going to want to go back to the show notes, download it, and then, you know, listen to this again, listen to this with your team. If you have a team and and go through it, pass this along. This is a, this is a mindset that, that everyone in marketing, I think needs to hear. Yeah. A couple things on that real quick before we wrap up is, is, is I agree this for some people that if, if this feels like a lot of work to you, I'm telling you, this is a game changing thing. This is the difference between potentially losing money in your, in your ad campaigns to, being profitable and scaling out, even if it takes several hours, you know, two days, three days, it will be worth it. Do the work. This is the game changing stuff that makes the difference. Totally. That can make an entire year. And honestly, Keith, it does take work. And this gives you a way to know what you're doing with your time when you're creating these ad campaigns. Because if you aren't putting hours into the creation of your ad campaigns, you just aren't doing yourself justice. If all this stuff is really helpful for you, this is all free stuff. This is good free training for you. Please pass it on. And, and also, if, if you do like this, if you enjoyed this, if you thought this was helpful, please go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. It's easier on a, on a regular desktop computer. And go to Perpetual Traffic and, and leave us an honest review. We'd love to get your feedback. It also helps the show get out to, to more listeners. So go to the show notes. Download the resources. Um, take action. We want to hear from you. Um, about and we want to see your screenshots of your ad grid so get into dm engage and, and, and post that post that ad grid and we're going to wrap it up next week we've got a secret topic that we're excited to talk about so stay tuned for next week we're also going to open up next week's session with the uh bloopers reel that Darren, our editor, uh, did for us. And we actually played live at the traffic of conversion. So if you want to hear hear a couple minutes of Molly, Ralph and me just, uh, just screwing up and sounding like idiots, then you might want to listen next week. So it's what it really sounds like when we record this podcast, Darren just makes us sound good. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So other than that, we're going to wrap it up and we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Molly. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.